This is Raw Cut. And she's back. This is Life Bus. I'm Sarah. And I'm Matt. And today, back in the studio, we continue one of our favourite stories. Yeah, thanks for coming back, Marjorie, and continuing on with your life story. We only yeah, got glad a, to be back. We only got a part way through it last time. We so did. looking forward to what comes next. Yeah, yeah. if you haven't watched Marjorie's uh, story, uh, part one, you can you can go back and watch on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, but uh, if you have, it might be familiar. Behind us, we have uh, a prop which we never got to the, no. that part of the story we might get there today there's a few more props to come <laughs> as well so uh make sure you um stay tuned mm-hmm. so marjorie uh, you've talked about a whole lot of your life last time yes. uh, born in the adelaide hills a lot of time around uh, around there you've mm-hmm. been through a fair bit um you won some prestigious awards yes queen's award queen's- and Ye ping yeah mm. and you also taught us about life in the newspaper business that's right yes yeah, well, I was there for 17 years at the Mount Barker Courier and I just thought I'd bring in some pictures um, that uh, people can see to give more of an idea at the um, lead that was used in the different sorts. Mm-hmm. So I think on the screen, yes. there, we go. there we have a case full of um, different um, words and numbers and alphabets and everything. In there, you go and choose what you needed to make up your word. This here, I know you can't really see it, but this is a piece of lead here which has got the letter Q on it. Mm-hmm. So what? So mm-hmm. for those who are just listening, can't see. It's a uh, a block of metal, and on the end, the letter Q. It's uh, that's correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which then you um, you know put ink over, and then a piece of paper, and it. Um, And now we're talking about going back as far as newspapers before computers. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Run us through. Back in the olden days. Back in the olden days. Quickly, (laughs) quickly, because you cover it in your last. Okay. Yes. 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 So, to do with these um, lead, we used to use a linotype. Is is that coming up on the screen? I'm sure. Well, there's a linotype, but explain to the people who are listening what what's a linotype. Linotype is a machine that actually, um, there they are there, it actually um, melts down lead. You've got this great big long piece of lead that mm-hmm. then goes through the machine and melted down. And the typists there, they're typing and it pr- prints out these bits of lead with the uh, raised surface on it. Mm. Mm. So then they, they then take it and they'll make up all the words using these little Bits of lead. Letter by letter. it together, letter by letter. Mm. Then they can also do bigger ones, which, yeah, there's a, a diagram there. And then we've got ones that are big block ones as well. Uh, I think that's coming up now. So slightly bigger than the yeah, smaller yeah. ones. This one's actually got a picture of a flower on it. Okay. Okay, so a little yeah. bit of um, embellishment for... Uh, borders and underlines. And yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So if you want to make a border out of this, you'd have to use a whole lot of them to right. go around. Yeah, border. Okay. So all stand mm. by stand by. So it was very, very interesting, um, very noisy. Yeah. Clatter, clatter, clang, clang. Yeah, so, and then it was put into trays. Okay. And there's some, one, the uh, quick fox jumped over the 
<laughs> Brown. Yeah. Yeah, they teach you that in radio. <laughs> the lazy. <laughs> the lazy dog. So, yeah. so this was a big part of your life, uh, reminder, for a number of years. You mm-hmm. were you were there doing doing the hard work as a part mm-hmm. of the newspaper in Mount Barker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then it changed to um um changed to computers printing mm. i went in there today actually to get these little bits of lead and they were there on computer you know making up the newspaper and everything much quieter yeah much quieter <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and last time you brought in a few props to show us about how you grew up on a farm that's right Take yes us back to then yes yeah, so there should be another photo coming up soon Yes, I'm sure it all will come. But we, uh, yeah, that lived on a dairy farm and um, yeah, grew up with cows and feeding yeah. calves and doing harvesting. So uh, now you're riding a cow there, or you just? Uh... Oh no, I used to ride Ferdinand. That's Ferdinand. <laughs> He's our. He, he was my steer. He was my. Um, Ferdinand. He, yeah, Hereford. Yeah. And uh, oh, that's me. You know, I didn't do much on the farm except laze around with him and that. But uh, I used to. Um, yeah, ride him and everything. I tried it with another cow, but she bucked me off into a barbed wire fence, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just stick with Ferdinand, is that right? That's the name? Ferdinand. And what? how old did she live to? He lived to. Oh, he lived to. Well, I'm not too, not too sure. <laughs> okay. Can't remember. Okay, well, now this might be a good segue because Ferdinand was a big part of your life. He you know, mm-hmm. was the one cow, but... Uh, as, oh, I had as many, on, but... many cows. Okay. <laughs> uh, soon uh, into your life steps mm-hmm. an, another young man. Um, yes. It wasn't mm-hmm. a cow. No, it wasn't a cow. <laughs> t- tell us about uh, oh my God. your transition into. into uh, You're really asking the question that the I next... always ask in a really bad way. Uh, yeah. Just saying right now. It seemed like a good yes. segue. How did you meet your husband? There you go. That's... She always loves to say that. <laughs> That's a nicer way to put it, just calling him a cow. Uh, I went on a blind date, as okay. a lot of relationships do. Uh-huh. And uh, we. A friend of mine, she says, oh, we're going down to Globe Derby, which is um, a trash and tourism market down there and everything. And that, would you like to come along? A few of us are going down there and that. So I went down with her and another person, but this other person that she was doing the blind date with uh, went separately. So anyway, you know, she, you know, we got to meet Peter and uh, she says, oh, you can go home with Peter if you like. And Peter asked me to go home with him, and that was fine, yeah. So the the way that I met Peter was that um, he was he was the trash and I've been, I was the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I always say that to people. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, so he, he took you home because the Globe Derby's a bit over an hour away from That's where you were living yep, at the yep, time. Yep, so yep. you drove home and... Uh, he dropped you at home, and what happened next? Uh, I had a black tarunga chasing me up up Hutchinson Street at Mount Barker because I worked at the Courier and that, and uh, I thought I usually went out for lunch and that in my car, in my Morris 1100. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw this black tarunga behind me, and I thought, that's him, that's him, that's him. Mm-hmm. And he followed me all the way back to the Courier, and, uh, yeah, then we, uh, yeah, had lunch together and, yeah, then went out, as couples do, Red Apple Restaurant, you know, and the Sizzler, all those old places that are no longer around. Mm. So, hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So at some point, someone popped the question. Yeah, he did when I had glandular fever. Okay. Okay. This got me down. I was down. (laughs) (laughs) He grabbed me. Yeah. He lifted me up. (laughs) So it sounds like, however, though, that it you know he used to follow you a bit, like in in a nice way. Yeah. Is Mm -hmm. is that right? What what type of things did he used to do before he proposed to you? You know, you, you were saying that it was following you down the main street. Well, it... following me down the main street and we were just used to just go out and, yeah. Okay. And so how yeah. did he propose then? Like I said, he asked me, oh, with a piece of paper, I think it was, uh, would you take my hand in marriage? Yeah, on a piece of paper. <laughs> and he said yes? Yes, that's yeah, right. of course. Mm-hmm. You're wonderful. And then mm. what happened from there? Well, from there, um, I think we were engaged for about nine months or so and then was married on the January the 5th, 1991. Right. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. And we've had mm-hmm. a photo of that pop we up. Have. Was it married uh, in Achunga? Uh, no, we're married at Orgate Valley Church Orgate. of Christ. Yeah. There's a picture. She's there's, got props. There, there's me and, uh, and Peter. And, yeah, looking all very happy here. Shall we put them on the table again? We can put them on the table if they stand up. They stand up. We can put them by the flowers. In, Look at that. In, in, in the break. Two stuffed little, well. They're My cousin knitted them for me for a wedding Sorry, present. Not doing so well. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Marge, there's more story to tell, and uh, thank you for bringing us to that point. We'll be yeah, back thank with you. more Life Bursts right after this. If you like what you're hearing, please write a review of this podcast on your podcasting app, or you can share this on social media. Welcome back to Life Bus with Matt and Sarah. We're chatting with Marjorie today. Again, part two. This is definitely an interview that you want to jump <laughs> online for. If you're listening to it, not watching it, at jump online to our Facebook and YouTube channel. We currently have two knitted dolls here which one is marjorie and one is her husband peter and then we have some i it's i forgot lead thank you the lead numbers and letters that they used to use in the newspaper industry before computers so Mm -hmm. our table is slowly filling up with lots of different props and she's got more so you've married peter married peter dovey yeah what came next (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we built a house. We built a house. Yes, we built a house. And guess what she's got, everyone? Just like this one. You need a hand? Yeah. A prop of yep. the house. She's Just found. a house here. Yes. Excellent. Yep. Brick by Made brick. out of Lego. Lego. It's very sturdy. <laughs> yes. But there is a story with this house. Okay. I got the box too. When I was uh, four years of age, we went into Rundle Mall and uh, they had a competition. They actually had a Lego competition with Humphrey Bear nearby and that. And they had all these great big tables set out, huge and just so much Lego. I've never seen so much Lego in my life. It was like paradise. And uh, anyway, there was um, entries, children there and everything, and we had to build something. So I built myself a house, not that one, uh, out of Lego. Um, Anyway, we only had a certain length of time to do it in, and we um, getting near the end. Nobody else was helping their children. They were all helping me try to finish my house. <laughs> I had all the parents nearby grabbing all the pieces for me, booking them into into um, the 
for me to yeah. do. And that so in the end I won and I won this house. This very house. So I married Peter and I won a house and I won a house here. <laughs> and guess what? What? I got to kiss Humphrey on the nose. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, last into you, you like Humphrey, yeah? Very exciting. <laughs> okay. okay, so you built yeah. the house. Uh, was it, uh, how much effort did you put into building the house yourself? Lots of effort. Lots of mm -hmm. effort. Mm -hmm. You know, you yeah. said some people just let the builders do it. Oh, yeah, well, the builders did it and everything, but um, we... Um, yeah, you have to let the builders know what to do and then go out and buy the, um, look at the material and look at all the decor and the taps and the mm. washes and everything else that you want and, yeah. And, right. why, did and you the end, colours. why did you end up picking Ichunga and the block of land that you did? Because uh, it was always, always liked Ichunga because I grew up there and Peter also um, lived there for quite a while, but he was involved with the CFS at Ichunga. And instead of, we did start off at Mount Barker for a couple of years, but we moved to Ichunga because they, um, yeah, they, he was in the CFS and I was doing other community stuff there and we both loved it. So, yeah, we got ourselves a block of land, 2,600 square metres in the middle of Ichunga there. Yeah, mm. we've got. Ducks and cows and not cows. No, no cows. I did have cows when there was no fence up. Ferdinand's long gone. Ferdinand <laughs> <laughs> was a bull by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I opened up the kitchen window one morning because we didn't have fences up by then and the neighbours' cows from down the end had gone and come into our backyard. So it was like, there's a cow out there. Right. Yep. So mm -hmm. you've still got some land and it's a, it's a, it's a nice yeah. country setting. I've, I've been mm -hmm. there as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. But soon along came someone else into your life and... Um, yeah. yeah, I wonder who that was. Yeah, so yeah. what our listeners may not know is that Marge happens to be Sarah's mother. <laughs> so, uh, this is the part of the story where uh, Sarah came into the world. Yeah, I don't have... Well, sorry, I do have a prop. <laughs> just, uh, Hi. I'll just sit on the table, okay? Just give yeah. me... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And but I didn't bring any photos or anything to embarrass them. No, but this did change your life dramatically it as did. well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We found out that uh, 18 months of age, she, um, Sarah was diagnosed with juvenile arthritis, uh, which is a very uh, hidden disease that children can um, get. And we didn't realise. We thought it was an old person's disease. So we... Um, as well as bringing up a child, a girl, and that we also was going to hospital visits and physio and uh, eye appointments and things like that. Mm. And so um, you can hear more of Sarah's story on uh, one of our previous episodes as well. So we, mm -hmm. uh, we, we, yeah, worth, worth, worth sharing. But for yes. you uh, as a mother, uh, what, what impact did that have on you, uh, having your child go through uh, things that even you probably didn't understand at the time? It's very hard. Um, you need lots of patience, lots of strength. Um, there can come a time that um, you go to a doctor, you go to the doctor appointment or something and they tell you this and, and you just come home and you feel like crawling in a corner and you think, you know, what's going on here? You know, you just lose everything, mm. you know, washed out. Um, but uh, you just get on with it and... 
yeah, you help them as much as you can and through schooling and um, activities and things like that. Mm. Yeah. So it gives you it gives you more strength that you you build a, a different relationship with your child. I hope I have. So <laughs> 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 my mom and you're on the TV show, so I, I think we're good. Hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. did you have support through that? And where did you find support through all of those years of uh, going through and wanting to hide in the corner? Yeah, um, I didn't hide in the corner very often, no, but, but just occasionally. Um, just through other parents that were found that um, their child also had um, juvenile arthritis, mm. and then there was a lot of literature and and things out there for for children, and yeah, and just through friends you got the support, and that mm, they just helped me out with different activities when I had to take her to hospital. My mum used to come along every time without mm. fail, but as Mum got older, she was unable to, so then I had friends come with me to help me out because by then I had another son called Michael. Right. Yeah, who's now 24. And there's definitely no pictures of him. <laughs> no, I didn't want to embarrass him either. He doesn't really like pictures either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, Michael came on the scene and, uh, yeah, he was a good, active little boy. How did that change things in our family? Now that everyone knows you're my mom, I can be like, how did that change it? I feel I'm trying to like pull things out of you when like you date and dad and stuff because I know things that obviously you just didn't want to share them. Um, but how did the dynamic change when my brother came along? Nothing, he just came along. <laughs> and you just hide you. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know, just like other siblings. No, no, he just he, he used to tag along too. To the appointments and and uh, yeah, we'll be there and playing while I go off and with with um, Sarah and and uh, while well, she had her appointments and yeah, he just accepted it. I mean, yeah, he did fill out of it because you know you give more attention to the person with a disability, mm. um, but I tried not to. Um, Peter was the same, you know. We yeah, we just was equal, and that treated them both equal and yeah. And still do. What would you say to other parents or even siblings of, of people who are, um, yeah, have, have some kind of disability or illness that they're, they're living through, working, supporting? Mm-hmm. Um, would you have any advice? Just look after yourself. Um, yeah, if you have you know, any problems, to find somebody to talk to about it. And... Uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, mm. just be yourself and just relax. Take, take a time out for you to do something for yourself. Don't always child, 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 child. Mm. Good advice. Yeah, mm. yeah, very yeah. much so. We will be back with more life bursts straight after the break with Matt and Sarah chatting with Marjorie. Hey, did you know this show is available in video too? You can find it at rawcut.com.au. Welcome back to Life First here with Matt and Sarah. We're chatting with Marjorie, which you've now all found out is actually my mum. It's very <laughs> exciting to have her back sharing her story. Part two. So if you missed part one, you can jump back onto our socials and find it there to rewatch. But you've talked about me coming into the world. Lovely stories. Yes. You talked about my brother. Also mm-hmm. lovely stories. 
what came next? Well, you wouldn't have had time to do much else, would you? Oh, I did lots. <laughs> <laughs> Behind us, there is a particular prop that uh, mm-hmm. was a significant moment, um, mm-hmm. and your shirt as well. Uh, it's been an Olympic year this year, so yes. it might look a little familiar, but uh, yep. something. Yeah, well, this was this is to do with the Commonwealth, the um, the baton. Uh, the Olympics has the torch, mm. and uh, yes. Yeah, so with um, when you said to me, oh, "I have time for anything else," mm. I used to make awareness that children live with arthritis, yes. and uh, just did different things and everything. So for my uh, achievement in that, I was nominated to do the uh, Queen's Baton Relay right, okay. in Meadows, which was fantastic. Um, yeah. So that was out of recognition for all your volunteer work and your advocacy and all those things? With, yeah. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. What yeah. were the types of things that you used to do? Did badge collecting, um, flowers for charity, which we'll talk about later. Um, just out there making awareness, used to wear a badge and, and just talk to people about it and that. It's just something I want to do. So this yeah. is raising awareness, particularly for children uh, with arthritis. Yeah, because you mm. lived through that yourself as yes. a parent, and mm-hmm. you were you're wanting to support others. That's uh, correct. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Mm. Okay, mm. so describe to us what does the baton look like behind? Yeah, let's that? bring it out. Yeah, bring, bring it out of its little <laughs> silver it's holder. Got a little, little holder sits in my family room. I'll just put that one it's down nice there. Nice and green. I'll try not to make too much noise. It is. So the uh, it's the the relay started in um, Cordoff, uh in Wales, in two thousand and six. Yeah, I don't think there's a thing on there. No, went through seventy one nations. Took a year and one day to go from Wales to Melbourne. Wow. Yeah, it was a long way. Via via meadows in the Adelaide Hills. In the Adelaide Hills, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Ichunga. No, had to meadows. be meadows. Yes. So the back of the baton is green, green, and then yes. the top there's a golden tinge, and and, the, and the the green is for the Garden State because it was going to Victoria. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then we have the metal, which is this part up here, which On was the top. much golden than that. That was for the metal of the future. Thing inside of it, there used to be a little tracker. Uh, there was a tracking device, not in here, and that used to track where the baton was going okay. through, and you could watch it on the internet every part where it was. It also c- carried the Queen's message in it. Yeah, right. So I was carrying the Queen's message all the way wow. through Meadows. Um to get to the game. To get to the game. So how did you feel to be nominated and then to be out there running? It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what an honour. My, my, my children were very, very excited. They said, well, Mum, you're going to have to get out there and practice. So we worked out that because I had to do um, 300 metres. No, 500 metres. It was metres. 500 yes. metres. Um, so we worked out that around the block, was a kilometer okay and that so i had to do a block every night <laughs> <laughs> running with a 1.5 kilo bottle of water or yep, whatever because yep. that's how much this weighed mm. Mm. okay yep so um that um 
yeah, it happened in 2006. It was fantastic. They actually said to me in the letter that I'd be running along from Meadows along Batunga Road, and I thought, wow, Batunga Road is like 10 kilometres long. <laughs> I thought I'm going to be doing the Chariot of Fire song. song, But no, I actually in the end I did 800 because we, we were running and then there were spectators further on than the 500. Right. So they said, oh, so do you think you can do the rest? And I said, oh, yeah. You've trained so, for this. Yeah. And what about your shirt? Uh, your shirt is white and we've got okay. green either side of it as well. That's correct, And yes. then there's a logo. Melbourne microphone 2006. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Look awesome. with, a, with Australia on it. Long sleeve Three shirt. Mm-hmm. Very proud I of it. I didn't wear the other part because that was shorts. Yes, bit cold for shorts today. At the moment, no <laughs> recording in winter. <laughs> <That's> spring, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow, fantastic! Well, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Great Thank honor you. to. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't know too many Batten runners, but uh, but even yes. to be nominated by that recognizes yeah. your um, volunteer commitment and mm-hmm. some of that you shared uh, last time as well. Your community spirit, your getting involved with things, uh, where that's yeah. come from. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Mm. So tell us a little bit more about uh, your volunteer work, Kids Arthritis. Um, that was something that uh, initially didn't have a formal structure around it, I imagine. You were just wanting to share make, with people yeah, make what you've been through. Yeah, and everything. And uh, through that, um, my daughter, Sarah, she then wanted that's to. That's me. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> um, wanted to make awareness too. Mm. You know, she said, there has to be awareness out there, Mum. Has to, you know, we've got to do something. Um, so at the age of 19, um, Sarah started up her own organisation, Kids Arthritis, and it's been running now for eight years. Really long time. Not really, really, really long, really long no, time. No, not really long time, actually, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so she's the CEO and founding director. I'm the volunteer manager, good old Mum. Yes. <laughs> She's very good at volunteers. Yes, yes. There's a picture yes, of yes. us. That was our first Christmas celebration, the picture that's up there now, the Handel Farn Barn. It was a really hot day. Yes. And we ended up going back and the kids ended up playing in a water fountain. Anyway, there is actually somebody else in that picture. That's correct. Here we go. Um, a famous, a, uh, famous bear. Our famous Arthur. Hello, Arthur. So yes. Marge is currently cuddling a teddy for the teddy bear. No. Yes, Arthur, the kids' arthritis bear. So he has a blue shirt, black shorts, and brown legs and arms of a flower on his right paw. Yep. And his head is white with red ears and a big smile. And, and then blue on the eyes. back, he's got Arthur, the kids' arthritis bear. Yeah. Marge, yeah. I imagine Arthur's been a part of your life for a very long time. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes he. Um, Used to go to hospital with Sarah, mm. and that we've had him for about mm, oh, really? 20, 20 yeah. years, I suppose, something yeah. like that. Um, but then when we, when Sarah started up Kids Arthritis, he became the mascot and the cuddly little bear, as he is. And uh, we got a, a lady to do up the T-shirt for us, and then another person screen printed off, and I think, and she did the um, the shorts as well for him. So he goes everywhere with Sarah and myself. He's been to Sydney, Melbourne, you name it, to Arthur's Teddy Bear Picnic. He's got his own Arthur's Teddy Bear Picnic. Um, he's got... Um, his own Instagram and Facebook. Own Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, 
famous bear emails. You can email <laughs> you can email to him and have a chat to him. He'll answer you back. You know, he gets on that old machine and goes. And so all, all of these events, all of uh, the emails, all those things are to encourage children and families who are living with juvenile arthritis. That's right. Uh, to give them a connection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, what a great mascot he's in. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, he goes off to teddy bear picnics and our support groups and the kids just want to cuddle him all the time. Mm. It just gives them that, that feeling of security and, and takes their pain away at the same time. Um I know one instance, if I could tell them about when you were going to Melbourne and uh, you are going to Arthur's Teddy Bear Picnic. Oh, yes. And you were on the on the train yes. and that. And uh, anyway, this little three-year-old was sitting further down and she turned around and she, all she said was, Arthur, at the top of her voice yeah. and had to come running up to Sarah and Arthur to give Arthur. I was like, who is this? <laughs> But she was on she was on the way to Arthur's teddy bear picnic uh-huh. and that. But Arthur had come real, you know. He, she'd been seeing him on photos and Instagram and everything like that. And all of a sudden, this bear was was real. Yeah, fantastic. That's a very hmm. exciting and special experience to be a part of. And we will be back with more of those straight after this on Life Burst with Matt and Sarah chatting with Marjorie. In Australia. Juvenile arthritis affects 1 in 1,000 children. It's a silent yet common condition. Kids Arthritis is here to help support these children and their families. To help them, go to kidsarthritis.org. This has been a Raw Cut Community Service Announcement. Welcome back to Life Bus with Matt and Sarah. We're chatting with Marjorie, who was also my mum. Uh, Matt, how does it feel to be sitting in between my mum and I? Yes, uh, we've strategically positioned this. <laughs> but anyway, you made a comment that you don't know many people who have carried the baton. Yes, no, I yes. don't. Do you know I'm, someone else? I do, mind? yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been talking about the Queen's Baton, which is now behind us, and uh, March 1998. 2006. 2006. <laughs> Just throwing numbers out. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, uh, someone else? Got yes. Some... I asked yeah. you. Who... Yeah, no, this is Marge's interview. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Sarah was nominated. Um, for her achievement with uh, kids' arthritis and uh, what she'd, um, the awareness and starting up the organisation and everything, she got nominated. And uh, yes, yeah, so in 2018, she carried the banner, uh, the baton, the baton, yes, <laughs> the baton through Heindorf. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. two of you in the same family have had the the honour. That's right. Mm. Yeah, it was like, no. <laughs> it is a very surreal experience. And yeah. I got to hold it down the main street of Handorf, which is a big tourist village. And there was like all of the kids from the local primary schools there. And then there was a ceremony. I got to hold it uh, through the whole ceremony. And it is it is quite heavy. If you don't train to hold something that's heavy, like it it can be quite overwhelming as well. Mm-hmm. It, is, it, is, it is heavy. It's a yeah. heavy thing. It's a real um, buzz. Yes, that's right. It is. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm. It's mm. absolutely awesome. But you have changed your shirt as well. I have. We'll mention yes. that. It is a different colour. That's right. It's blue for kids' arthritis. And on here it's got, I support kids' arthritis. Mm. And that. 
So your, um, Sarah mentioned your help with volunteers uh, mm-hmm. as well as being a volunteer yourself, uh, but your involvement in this whole um, initiative, this whole organisation, um, I imagine is fairly significant being uh, the mother who's been involved supporting mm-hmm. Sarah, but uh, as you've seen the need, uh, how have you got involved over the years? Uh, through um, getting volunteers to um, help raise money and funds for uh, for the organisation. Uh, one of the big annual events that we do is uh, Flowers for Charity, which is um, I grow flowers, grow chrysanthemums, and then I get volunteers that come in the week leading up to Mother's Day and we make up posies. And we would sell about 30, 30 um, a day, and that five dollars each. So next time you're in Chunga around Mother's Day, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then come the Saturday um, before Mother's Day, it's a whole day event. Like we make up about a hundred to hundred and fifty on that day to mm. sell on Mother's Day. Wow. So our busiest days are, are the Saturday and the Sunday, but Sunday mainly. Um, I only I don't only get the flowers from my place. I go to other people's places and they go, oh, it must be Mother's Day. Marjorie's <laughs> here. Yep, can I cut some leucodendron or blue gum or, and they just let me. Yeah. So I trim up each younger. Yes. <laughs> now that's a significant number of flowers. I mean, there's a lot of volunteers behind it. Yeah, um, yeah, about three hundred flowers yeah. posies that we we do in in that time. Um, and now, you know, they, they've um, died back, but they're still there, ready to reshoot again. So Chrissy's are a very um, easy flower to grow. And they're very pretty as well. And they're very pretty. And actually, while I think of it... She's got another talking prop. About, talking She's about flowers. She's got another prop. I have some flowers here for you. Um, for me? For Matt. Oh, thank you. Yes. Fantastic. And... I don't get any. Some for Sarah. Oh, aye, aye. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about the mic. But actually, Matt, those flowers aren't for you because really it's, it seems a bit odd of me. So they're me giving you flowers. So they're for your wife and here's oh. a couple of chocolates for you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll accept that. And they are roses. So, hey. Well, that's oh, right. Oh, they oh, are roses. Well done. Well, thank you. Yes. Uh, so how did, how did this start out, the, the Mother's Day flowers? Did you, you, did you start with your own garden, your own flowers, and then just um, it, it sort no, of? No, no. Well, I started with my garden, but um, my mum used to grow chrysanthemums, not to sell, but just for the, um, the colour and everything. And she um, she grew them, and I thought, well, they're so easy to grow, and they're so easy to propagate, and so easy. Just, they hardly yeah, having any looking after. So, us as our, us mothers, you know, do while we're breastfeeding, and that we just sort of think. You sit there and think, and you think, and you think. And I thought, Chrissy's is so easy, and everything. I think. You know, I'll make up posies and start mm. selling them. I used to sell them for about $2 down the main street of Ichunga, and um, now they're up to, yeah, the $5. And so it was many, just... How many did you sell in those that first year, maybe? I know I made $74. Right. Yeah. $2 a pop. $2 so, a pop. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's that's a pretty big undertaking. But yeah. now you're up to, you know, the hundreds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. yeah. And uh, yeah, so that keeps us keeps me busy. You know, it's my hobby, Christmas chrysanthemums. 
and I just get there, got to weed them and then fertilize them and tender them and yeah. Mm. And you do have a love for gardening yourself I anyway. Do. You're yeah. being a country girl, but you've mm-hmm. also uh, yeah, it's uh, something that you love to do. Yes, yeah. So we also with our fundraising to um, make awareness and that we have we hold bunnings barbecues. Oh yes. And and that uh, yeah, so that involves um, volunteers again and mm-hmm. I have my little crew. <laughs> I would like to know, as your daughter, no. Yes. <laughs> How did you feel that first time when we ran our first support group? How did you feel about everything that was going on? It was like, oh, wow, we've, we can get and talk to the parents and, and the little children. You know, they came and they did crafts and you could talk to them, um, yeah, about different issues and, and everything. The... Um, I do crafts, I organise crafts, I organise volunteers to come and help with the crafts and uh, also just to play games with them as well. Um, and just be there with them. And just be there with them and after too, you know. Mm. And yeah. the parents really appreciate having, you know, another parent who gets them, that understands yeah. them. Yeah, and You yeah. can relate to them. That's right. In that way. Mm-hmm. You and have, have Marge, you yourself seen the impacts, uh, the positive impact that's had on those families and the children? Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, um, I know that you had um, Julie on the, yes. on the TV show not that long ago and uh, she was one that came to us. Um, she grew up with juvenile arthritis and that. Um, but now, and she was lost but now she's found us and it just makes us so happy and, mm. and uh, you know, and her husband. and She came on TV. Like, that's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She would never have done anything like no, that No, 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 that's right. Yeah. And, that, and, and, and the families also help with the volunteering. You know, they'll come up and they'll do flowers. They'll do Bunnings Barbecue. We've got a big one happening this Saturday. Yeah. Well, no, sorry. <laughs> This is TV, so it won't be the Saturday. But anyway, we will be holding. We we hold, yeah. Yeah, you do love from time to time. They do from time to time. Good fundraiser, yeah. Yeah. And all those funds back into the charity, enabling you to continue to support Mm. others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going doing a project Arthur, um, a little miniature Arthur into a heat pack. So we're raising funds for um, getting that happening out there. Yeah. Very passionate. Mm, yeah, that's I right. can say yeah. that. So outside of kids' arthritis and outside of gardening, what type of things did you and Peter used to get up to? Um, we, well, Peter with the CFS and that, we used to get inv- I used to get involved with CFS with him. Um, he was also with the RSL. So we would, um, yeah, do fundraising and volunteering for those organisations as well, RSL and CFS and I can't think of... Very much in the community. Very much community-minded. Yes, Mm. that's right. Mm. Well, we will come back with more Life Bursts with Matt and Sarah chatting with Marjorie straight after this. Raw Cut is also on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter with the handle RawCutAU. Welcome back to Life First with Matt and Sarah. We're chatting with Marjorie, who is also my mum, if you haven't worked that out by now. Uh, well, I mean, you did a pretty good job of hiding it. Not hiding it, but just not telling everybody that it was that. Uh, we talked 
a whole lot about your life. There is so much awesome props on the table. We've got the the dolls that we mentioned before of you and, and Peter, the flowers, the lettering from when you worked at the newspaper. We've got a house there that you and Peter or my dad built together. Um, um, not that house. Well, not that yeah. house. But yeah. but <laughs> yes. in, in, our, in our first time that we met with you, the first part you shared about the passing of your dad um, and then there was the passing of your mother as mm-hmm. well. And then in 2019 is when Peter, my dad, passed away as that's, well. That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So he had um, he had diabetes, um, quite bad, and uh, had a toe amputated, and things like that. But um, inside of him, things were just getting worse than that, and uh, he had a heart attack. Um, went into the Royal Adelaide Hospital, great place and uh, went to have a bypass done, but he never recovered from that. He was eight days in a coma. Um, so Sarah and myself used to go down there and visit him all the time and everything, But uh, and he was hooked up to a lot of machinery and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I got a phone call one night to say that um, he'd, he'd gone, and uh, we then packed up the family and went down and... But that was very hard because that was at six o'clock in the no two o'clock in the morning they rang me, and I thought I'm going to get everybody up at that hour of the night and that so I came about six o'clock I then let people go mm. Mm. and we all went down and saw him all went down yes we all went down and saw him and did our farewells and everything there but uh, one of the um, um, things I might say here is that when someone passes away, a lot of people blame God, and that you know why? Why God? Why did you do this? Why did that? It's nothing to do with God. It's the way that we are made up. It's the way that we look after ourselves. We're not to know how or when, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, God's plan is to put us on on the on the world, earth, and um, do what we need to do. And, you know, he was with CFS and things like that. But, um, yeah, his health just got the better of him. Mm. Mm. He was a firefighter and so cardiac arrest is one of the highest, you know, forms of things that that kill firefighters because of their high, yeah, just just how they're always out there mm. and their high adrenaline and how their bodies yeah. have to shift. But the diabetes also was mm. um, was most yeah. of the, the problem there. So, yeah, you just need to look after yourself and that. So, How did life change? How did life change? Well, it's a matter of bringing up two children or two adults, I should say, on your own, but they were, they were magnificent. They supported me. They helped me. Um, any paperwork and anything I had to do, they were there to um, help me get through that because there is so much to do when someone passes away. Mm. You've got to change this, that and everything else. And I'll put out there now if the government's listening that they should give. So <laughs> <laughs> the government wants to do in our show, yeah. They, they should. Um, I might use the wrong words, but anyway, that they should give people six months to a year just to grieve, just to get over everything before they have to start sorting stuff out. Mm. Like, you know, that person has passed away and all of a sudden you've got all the stuff that you have to 
do, you know, and yeah. Yeah. I know you have to organise a funeral and, and things like that, but afterwards changing your accounts or bank details and, yeah, mm, mm. that was very, very um, tiring. Yeah, mm, yeah, mm. after you're already in the grieving and continue well, to right. grieve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to, to lose a, a partner or a father even. Mm. Um, what uh, What kept you going through and, and uh, what kept you with hope through that time? Strength, mm -hmm. support from family and friends. I've got a lot of support out there um, that, you know, I can talk to and and just, yeah, mm. keep on going. Yeah. And, yeah, every day, you know, was a challenge. Now it's, you know, not as bad. But you go to um, do something and you think, oh, Oh, now, Peter, where did you hang, where'd you put this in the shed or where's this thing or, you know, things like that. So you still find that you're, you know, you're always um, wanting to ask something. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Would you have any advice specifically to others who are, are grieving or at the moment or going through something similar or, or uh, living with someone who uh, is getting close to, to the end? Just to, again, um, like I mentioned, with, with a disability, yeah. a person with a disability, to have strength, hope, um, patience, have a lot of friends around you and, um, yeah, just let the light shine around you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Mm. Life did change. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for you sharing might find, that. You, know, you might find you know, you're struggling, but it will get better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. As the days go on. Yeah. Mm. Well, th yeah, thank you. Appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and plenty of people do go through uh, the challenges that, that you've mm. experienced. Um, That's and, right. Uh, yeah. We encourage. It's, it's hard out there, I know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, in the final few minutes of our show that we mm -hmm. have left, if you had. I'm going to say a couple because I know that you have a few pieces that you've put together. Mm -hmm. uh, you've written them down in your little book there. Well, I've got one on, on the phone. And on I'm your phone too phone. that you really wanted to amazing? really wanted to share with people today. What would those pieces be? Well, this one I thought was quite different, different. And, and, and really, really good. Uh, it's when a flashlight grows dim or quits working, do you just throw it away? Of course not. You change the batteries. When a person messes up or finds themselves in a dark place, do you cast them aside? Of course not. You help them change their batteries. Some need double A, which is attention, affection. Some need triple A which is attention, affection and acceptance. Some need C for compassion. Some need D for direction. And if they still don't seem to shine, simply sit with them quietly and share your light. Oh, that's beautiful. That's very yeah. nice. Yeah. I thought that was, that's, that was very, very clever. Yeah. 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 And meaning. something. Yeah. Mm. And you had another piece. Well, I have another little one about love life. Mm. Okay. Learn to live, learn to be in love with life. 
and then you'll surely find life will be in love with you give happiness of mind when morning lifts the curtain and the start another day remember you must take your part like an actor in a play the drama that is staged is life made up of joy and tears with love and hope and laughter ringing down the changing years when you love life and life loves you you'll find the play is happy too beautiful and that's from poems and skits that my mother used to do great oh great advice and thank you marge so much for sharing my pleasure sharing your advice and story with you today in props and in in words it's uh it's always a pleasure yeah thank you this is Definitely a show that you need to watch online. So actually watch it rather than listening to it if you are just listening to it. So you can get a full you know, overview of uh, the photos and the props and things that are here as well. This has been Life Burst with Matt and Sarah. You can catch up with us wherever you get your podcasts from and on YouTube and Facebook and, of course, on community television and radio. I'm Sarah. I'm Matt. Plenty more stories to share, so please join us again. But thanks so much for joining us today. Life Bursts is hosted by Matthew Karat and Sarah Freeman with production by Reese Jarrett and Kay Hoshra Ozadigan. For more episodes of Life Bursts, go to rawcut.com.au. This is a Raw Cut production.